everybody. Welcome to another Mental Health TV. Today we're going to be talking about Mental Health Nurses Day and I think you're going to enjoy tonight because we've already been having quite a good laugh without you and now you're here hopefully that will continue um, and just so that we um, can have you sort of joining in and, and sharing your thoughts and, and, and ideas as well and questions let me just throw it to Dave for a minute and he can talk to you about how you can join in this because we'd love to hear from you. Thanks, Nikki. Hi, everyone. Yeah, welcome to another episode of MHTV. Uh, it would be great if you want to feed into the conversation tonight. Uh, there's a couple of ways you can do it. The first one is on the Facebook live feed. So obviously next to the video that you're watching, uh, there's a box where you can type in any comments or questions. Uh, and it'd be lovely if you want to say hello, want to ask any comments, uh, ask, make any comments or ask any questions, that'd be great. Uh, the second option you've got is if you've got Facebook on your screen and you're there on Twitter as well, just uh, use the hashtag MHTV. If you search for that hashtag, but also include it in any tweets tonight, that, then we'll be able to see them and hopefully we'll bring some of them into the conversation tonight. Uh, so that's a few ways to join in, uh, but straight back over to you, Nikki. Absolutely. Before we get started, um, happy birthday, Vanessa, who's not with us tonight because she's chosen to eat birthday cake instead, which is very fair. <laughs> so let's um, come to our guests. So first we've got Laura. Laura, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and say hello? Hi everyone. Yes, um, my name is Laura uh, Dorkintis. I am an advanced clinical practitioner, pr practitioner in mental health. I work in Nottingham in the outpatients clinic. Um, big qualified, about twelve years. Um, I've been working in advanced practice uh, for about four years now. Um, so yes, I'm working towards my master's degree for for the credentialing that we have to do in uh, in advanced practice. Uh, and I've been a non-medical prescriber for, for about uh, six years now. So that's me in a nutshell. Fantastic. Thank you for that. And also welcome lovely Ed. Thank you very much. Lovely? Lovely. That's <laughs> that we, we, we've met before, Nikki. I'm not. I'm not yeah. sure that uh, that's an accurate summary. But yes, it's, lovely, it's lovely to be here. Uh, yeah. So my background is uh, I've been working in mental health services since uh, 2009 uh, when I, I was desperate for a job and saw an advert for an HCA in forensic recovery services. And uh, goodness me, that was an eye opener of a start. And that, that started my career. So I'm now a uh, band six CPN, um, working in community services and uh, loving every minute of it. Fantastic. So we're and here. If you believe that, yes. <laughs> I do believe that. I have an open and yes. honest heart yes. and nature. Thank you. <laughs> so, this is, this uh, is going to be a fun episode tonight. <laughs> I fear so. So, what we've come to talk about tonight is Mental Health Nurses Day. So, can you tell us a little bit about what it is, how it got started, and, and why it's been important? Yeah, sure. So uh, Laura and I uh, served on the, the same committee uh, of, of the Mental Health Forum uh, at the Royal College of Nursing. And, um, and in, this, in the six years that I was on that committee, uh, we, didn't, we did an awful lot of work. Uh, some of that was around clinical practice. Some of that was around um, uh, challenging policy. Uh, and some of that was sort of um, building networks and, and gathering information. Uh, but one of the things that we kept running up against was people didn't have a good sense of the identity of mental health nurses. Now, that's something that I think we as a profession have uh, always struggled with. And if you look back at work 
that the uh, Foundation of Nursing Studies have done, for example, on, on trying to sort of define and understand the role of mental health nurses. You see the scale of the issue there. And actually that, that identity issue uh, and that, that sort of lack of being able to articulate what we do um, is it pervades right through mental health nursing across the UK as a profession, and then it spreads outwards. So um, you, you know, it always struck me as as I was doing my uh, as my as I was doing my nurse training. Uh, people would say, "Oh, you're a trainee nurse." Yes, mental health. Oh, not a real nurse then. And and I lost track of the number of times that people would say, "Oh, oh not a real nurse," or mm. "Oh, a special nurse," or, or the worst one I heard was a la la nurse. Um, which which I, I found deeply offensive to myself, but also <laughs> deeply offensive to the to the patients in our care, um, and and just really hitting a, across this idea of when people think of nurses, they think of uh, an adult nurse in a nightingale ward, uh, wearing the uniform, giving medications, doing bed baths, and. I've never given a bed bath in my life. Uh, working in community, I, I don't have very much time given medications. I've never worn a uniform. And these are things that are sort of, there's an image out there of what a nurse does. And none of that public image of nursing um, encapsulates, uh, encapsulates any of what mental health nurses do. And, and sort of as a committee, we were just going, how on earth do we change that narrative because um, you know, we did a little bit of research. I know, I know I'm waffling here, but we did a little bit of research and we, we mentioned this uh, before, before we started. You speak about mental health nurses. Who do people think of? Straight away, it's Nurse Ratchet with the, you know, that coercive control, that hairdo, my goodness me, the hairdo. And, um, and, and that's it. There's, there's no positive role model of mental health nurses. There's very little portrayal of us in the media. And so we hit upon this idea of doing an awareness day. Um, we thought we would maybe do it once and uh, and see what happened. And um, we just decided to call it Mental Health Nurses Day. We were all sat around a table saying, when should we do it? And we looked at our calendars and we all had a free day on the 21st of February. And that's, that's when it was. Um, I've never so heard you, of anything more mental health. <laughs> it's just like, are, are you well, free that do. weekend? How about then? How about, uh, okay, that'll do. Um, it, it was only ages later we, we thought, oh, why didn't we pick like Hildegard Pepler's birthday or something like that? Um, but uh, yeah, we, we picked a date randomly out of the air. Uh, the 21st of February and uh, 2019 was the first time we ran it. Um, I thought maybe 100 people would join in, um, but we reached almost a million people on, on the first day of it. It was so busy, wasn't it, on the social media platforms, um, our, our Twitter chat, we could barely keep up with it. it we were just absolutely inundated. Um, and, and afterwards, the reflection that we got from colleagues was like well you know why, why has this never been done before um, and I think you know when we were trying to set it up um, Ed we, we did have a little bit of backlash didn't we there was like well there's already a nurse's day yes. you know, why, why, why can't you just do the one in May like tag on to that or something um, and I, I don't think uh, uh, the people that we were reaching out to necessarily understood that exactly everything what, what Ed said there about uh, our, our identity and has needed to sort of highlight that and, and create 
um, a platform or a, a, a day where things could be, be spoken about um, that, that was public and public facing. So, uh, so we could get a lot of engagement. So we were really, really pleased um, that um, that we, we ran with it independently. Um, and, you know, the feedback that we got um, was mostly very positive, wasn't it, Ed? <laughs> yeah, mostly very positive. Um, and I think this, this would be a really good thing to pick up on uh, perhaps in a little bit. Um, he said, taking control of the agenda. Um, <laughs> but um, but actually, um, we are a very sort of honest profession in that we just have to deal with the reality of, of how things are. And we wanted to take that ethos of, of acceptance into the day. And we knew that, you know, if you're on Twitter at all, you know that there are people who've had bad experiences yeah. of mental health services. Yeah. And that's not something that we can run away from. And it's not something that we can sweep under the carpet. And one of the real challenges, I think, on the day, um, because we wanted to create a positive image, was actually embracing that there would be criticism of the profession and people would be yeah. saying, you know, I experienced this at the you know, X at the hands of a mental health nurse. And we couldn't shy away from that. And we couldn't say, oh, you come back next year, you know, or, or ask somebody else, or this isn't the for venue for it. Um, we really had to embrace that. And we weren't always successful. Again, I hold my hands up to, to that one. We, we have not always been successful in dealing with the some very valid criticisms of the profession and of mental health services. And I think as we go on, one of the things that we, we need to do is, is really, I think embrace is the wrong word, but if I say embrace, I, I think maybe you know what I mean, is, is accept that criticism of the profession as, yeah, we're not the greatest. You know, nothing. we're not perfect. We do make a lot of mistakes, but let's be honest and have a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. But on balance, we feel that mental health nursing is a force for good. I think it's and, really and important to do that. I think you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. Because if you're going to show good practice, which is what we have to role model, isn't it? One of the things is to be able to hear people and to be able to let people say what it is they need to say. And that can be healing in itself. And it's oh, yeah. not about whether you agree with it or not. <laughs> and also, we've had historically some real issues around power and control. You know, mm -hmm. and if you can't face where you've come from you end up back there again you yeah. know and i think it's really important that we we role model how to make a complaint how to raise um, issues if people complain about us to be really open about it and say this is what's going on and then just be genuine because if you're in mental health nursing and you're a half decent mental health nurse you want to help don't you that's the reason most of us end up in this you want yeah. to help but are a bit sarcastic that's how you end up a mental health nurse. <laughs> <laughs> So there's something slightly dark sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're yeah. Golden. Yeah. yeah. So th I think it's really important to be genuine about that kind of thing. And also, you know, Twitter is a tool, isn't it? It reflects us as people. And mental health nurses have very few illusions, I think, about the good and the bad and the possibility and potential of people. I think it's almost yeah. like a natural place for us to be. Um, yeah. Were you going to say something? Sorry. Uh, I was going to agree with you. Yeah. Well, I, well, I love that. <laughs> I was just going to say, well, you know, like like you're touching on what you said about looking how far we've come, 
if, if we reflect on our past, it's really important that we, we're all aware of, of our past as a profession, whether that predates our career or, or not. Um, but, you know, if, if we look how far we have come and that just goes to show how far we can move forward again into the future, that was all motivated by patient feedback um, and by the reflection um, of, of new um, mental health nurses coming into the profession. Mm-hmm. So if we've been able to come this far, there's no reason why we can't continue to improve. But also, you know, when the the, um, issues were perhaps highlighted to us on on the public platform and and such, that was almost a good opportunity um, because it highlighted such issues as the stop sim, um, just for an example, that that perhaps was not as um, well known. um, to to the mental health nursing community. So, you know, it was it was it was even though you know, negative stuff was highlighted. I guess it's really important to do that, isn't it? To mm. to be able to move forward mm. to improve improve our profession. Mm. One of the great things about kind of kind of openness of social media is you learn such a lot from other people. And I think most formative in my growth and development as a mental health nurse have been service users and service mm. user leaders and their ability to articulate and to agitate and to stand up and say when things aren't right. Because I was sort of brought up to, well, I was in that kind of 20 years ago mould where like a good nurse was a quiet nurse. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not right. A good nurse needs to be someone who can advocate and who can um, articulate their thoughts and beliefs and their ethics and, and live that. And I think I learned a lot more about how to be strong from seeing service user advocacy and some really kind of radical acts than I, I did necessarily at the time from maybe sort of senior colleagues who had invested in this kind of way of being and I think one of the the great things because I so now I'm mostly in education I work very closely with the other fields and um, we're very much seen as the people who cause the trouble and I'm really (laughs) proud of that yeah Yeah. absolutely right it's a wonderful badge of honor that isn't it yeah and and of course particularly in in the NHS it being, this is slightly going off topic, but that, you know, working for the NHS, it is one of those organisations where being a troublemaker gets you marked out, mm-hmm. and and it and it can really hamper you. It you know, once you have a reputation as a troublemaker, then um, that's you marked for for the rest of your life. But it's why it's so important it, it to is, stick together. To me, it's a badge of honor. Isn't it? You know, it it's uh yeah. if you if you're that sort of person that goes, this is not good enough, this is not good enough, this is not good enough, this needs to be done, mm. then you're gonna be a good advocate for, mm. for those in your care. Mm. But again, it's it's combining, is it? It's combining that kind of activist mindset with pragmatism to get things changed and done. Mm-hmm. Because um I think agitation is is brilliant and it gets you so far being able to see the problem. But then you also need people who can write policy, you also need people who are um activists in different ways mm. you know that because everybody has like a different role to play don't they to move us all forward and i think it's what i love about mental health nursing is the fact that there's a place for everybody in it you nurse from yourself don't you you don't have to be florence nightingale you don't have to be you know like that you can be whoever you are in a, and a mental health nurse and you know your own um, when i first when i with my family are, are adult nurses and doctors and when i first was talk, thinking about what I was going to do, I ended up going for teaching because I never thought that I would be interested in nursing because I only knew adult nursing and I didn't like the hierarchical nature of it. I didn't like, you know, the kind of drudgery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know they're angels, but, 
So, but when I met other mental health nurses, people were saying to me, oh, you're a mental health nurse. And I was like, mm, what mental health nurse is. So I actually looked some out um, and I realized absolutely through and through like a stick of rock on my mental health nurse. And I love it. I love meeting other mental health nurses. So how did you guys end up in mental health nursing? What was your journey in? But my oh, journey Laura, was, yeah, my, my journey was very similar to, to yours, Nikki, uh, almost identical mm-hmm. from a family of NHS professionals in the adult field, nursing and paramedics and uh, theatre staff. Uh, so I, I, could, I wanted to be as far away from the NHS as humanly possible because as a rebellious teenager, <laughs> that's definitely not what I was going to do because that was almost an expectation. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, as a, as a young uh, adult I was looking for other opportunities but I didn't feel like I quite fit anyway um, and then again it was it was suggested to like a careers open day to me um, and speaking to to somebody um, who, who was working at the time as a as a mental health nurse um, and that you know they were pretty new to the career but they were just sort of very passionate about the, the role and the impact that you can have um, and appreciating small steps of recovery. And it just, I just thought, wow, this sounds like me, like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> um, that's, that's how it felt. So um, I was, I was lucky, lucky enough to be sort of led in um, at the, at an early age. So I, I came straight in um, um, from, you know, from school, college to straight to university to, to do the mental health nursing. But um, yeah, I think, you know, uh, if it had um, not occurred at that time, I'd have gone down a different career path. I still feel like I would have been pulled in at some point because all my career um, and all my life, I've sort of crossed paths um, with, with other mental health nurses not related to work. Um, so it is almost like you people say, oh, it's a calling and you think, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, but it, yeah, it, you, you feel home, don't you? This yeah. is where I'm meant to be. Um, and so, yeah, without sounding too gushy, that's me. <laughs> um, well, uh, let me see. I I left school when I was 18, um, following the natural route into mental health nursing by going to university and studying uh, automotive engineering for a year, <laughs> uh, which, which I think is, you know, that's... Uh, so, so I went. I, I went and studied how to be an engineer for for a year, and realised I I am not going to be an engineer. Um, moved to Glasgow, studied uh, music management, and worked at a record label for a while, uh, which is probably a really interesting uh, insight into issues around mental health. Working with touring artists, people working under huge amounts of stress, and. Uh, you know the the live entertainment sector. There's your drug and alcohol misuse uh, mm-hmm. exposure, mm-hmm. Uh, which then, uh, after a while, I, I started my own business, uh, yeah. doing uh, marketing and management for startup businesses in the entertainment industry, uh, mm-hmm. which led to, in a circuitous way, doing a an HND in graphic design, um, <laughs> which led to me uh, helping my best friend uh, open a hair salon in Aberdeen. Um, <laughs> which then led on to uh, a temp job um, in working in the oil industry, um, and you know all of all of this is a natural. How route, old obviously. are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, about sixty-two from this story so yeah. far. <laughs> 44, 44 and, and my hairline 
bears every scar of it. It's like rings on a tree. It just goes further and further back. Um, yeah, temping in, in, the, uh, in the oil industry. And then uh, from that, I, I also did started getting involved in volunteering. And it was the volunteering that did it. Um, in, in, with local charities and with local uh, social justice groups. So we were dealing with um, just supporting neighbours who were having struggles of uh, mental illness, but also poor housing, um, poor facilities provided mm -hmm. by the council. And initially I thought, social work? Is that me? Am I a social worker? Um, That's been a frightening thought. <laughs> that was that was a terrifying thought, and you know the the one thing I knew about social workers was how difficult the job was, yeah, and really uh, and and there is a there is a role that I think probably needs its own awareness day. Yeah. Um, just so if anybody out there wants to start up social workers day, then twenty second of February is free. Um, <laughs> but uh, but dealing with a, a lot of those issues, I just thought, crikey, that there's uh, a lot of people who are really struggling here and I mm. realized that doing something to help them brought a lot of value mm. to me and that, that sounds really really selfish but it mm. is that that kind of you don't do it for yourself but as you do that work for other people then you feel that sense of purpose and that sense of, mm -hmm. sort of mm. it's it's not even so much calling as I would say sense of belonging it's mm. just it feels oh. right yeah. yeah, this is the right thing to do, mm. and I know I'm doing something good uh, mm. with this. Mm. And uh, and and that's you know uh, around that time I saw an advert in the uh, in the Aberdeen Evening Express mm. for uh, somebody needed to work for NHS Grampian as a as a healthcare support worker, and and that was it. And and it's that eye opening moment. You know, you spend your whole life being told those people. Are mm. weird those people are dangerous those people are trouble and i went into forensic services with some people who'd done horrible things mm -hmm. and all i saw was a bunch of guys who'd been through the mill yeah. and had the worst possible human experience that you could have mm. and needed people on their side and they needed people to help them and mm. and it's just that's it there's your, there's your yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's the universe just going, this is where I want you. This is mm. what you should be doing. And you go, yeah. oh, cool. This feels right. Mm, yeah. So were you in your late 20s then when you, when you started? Yes, let's go with that. Oh. <laughs> but that's really interesting because, Laura, you were 18 when you sort of found your way in. I was early 20s. Um, and it's, 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 there seems to be no fixed path in. And I was well, thinking about the fact that we have such shortages. I don't know if this is something you wanted to, to sort of for us all to think about as well. Mm. So how do we get people in through the door? How do we share this experience with other people and, and let help them to understand what this job can be like, what its potential can be? Mm. Well, I, I certainly have not got the answers for that, but that's a question that I would put out to, to the, the world. That, mm. you know, we, we've got, like you say, a hell of a lot of, of vacancies and it's just getting worse on a daily basis we've got a retiring population um more are going out the door than are coming through the door covid added to the mix yeah. has just um increased our vacancies more people have become disillusioned with nursing uh, in general uh, and have decided different career paths or you know health has, has impacted um and of course losses and bereavements we uh, all that in 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 combination has 
has been a, a tsunami of um, people leaving <clears throat> that, our profession. So we've got, the last time I checked statistics, it's something like 8,000 vacancies in mental health. Um, that might be a bit dated now, and I imagine it's even more than that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's just frontline workers mm-hmm. um, nationally, which is just horrendous, really. I think uh, anybody um, who, who, you, who you talk to that works in our profession, there'll, there'll be a vacancy in their team. You know, I, I can't remember the last time that there was a fully staffed team. Uh, and it was only sort of when what, I started What's a my fully career. staffed team, Laura? Exactly. What does that mean? What does that mean anymore? <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it, it's safe. We talk about safe staffing and bare minimum. <laughs> and it's just shocking, isn't it, that we think about that. What about, like, we, we, we did a bit of work um, before about therapeutic staffing. But actually, mm. it seems to be a bit of a dream almost mm. that, that we, you know, because minimum safe staffing levels are, are not even being met. But like I say, it was only when I started um, my, my career that nurse, the, the mental health nursing posts were... Were difficult to come by you know you, you got your band five you, you were very lucky if you, you got your, your first pick of your band five job mm. and you were there for five years or more before yeah. you could even think about competing for a for a band six post they, they were there were 20 applicants that were all very good and eligible for, for that one post when it when it came up and now there's just you know CPN band six posts in the community these very sought after jobs that only only sort of 10 15 years ago you couldn't get it um, or very lucky to get and now there's you know they're so desperate that they they, they take newly qualified staff into these posts um which is is you know there's argument both ways for, for whether that's you know pros and cons or or they don't take nurses in these posts at all they they change it to mental health practitioner posts and take other professions in um again pros and cons for for that situation um but yeah unfilled vacancies it's, it's just it's shocking and it's a, a daily occurrence personally that there's an email saying can you please come and help out in the crisis team there's no staff to cover tonight or can you please think about coming to do a ward shift we were literally if you could do one hour that they are but they're begging for, for for that kind of of input um Locally, and I know, I know that's a national thing. It's not something mm. that's that, that's just lo- local to Nottingham or the East Midlands. Mm. So the, the question of how we do we attract the you know the next generation? We we need to be very proactive at this. You know, we've got young people coming through, and they they need to be exposed to that that experience that I had on that day when I met that that nurse who I'll never forget who told me how great it was, and I thought, oh yes, that sounds good. So if we need to make sure that that happens and in a mm-hmm. world where we don't see anybody anymore, we don't have open days and mm-hmm. fair, uh, um, job fairs or anything, then, you know, how, how do we how, how do we make that happen to, mm-hmm. to, to get that, that contact with, um, with the next generation? And uh, again, like, like I said, that's a question I don't have the answer for. <laughs> I think you've raised quite a few points, though, haven't you? So one of them is we have to start treating the stuff we do have with respect compassion and dignity because otherwise they won't be out there advocating that this yeah. is a great job and one of the saddest things is when you you know when as, a, as an educator when you have students coming back and they've spent a day with a nurse who's been saying some things like um this is a terrible time to come into nursing oh the good old days are long gone you're like oh my god shut people up, said shut that, up, shut up. <laughs> people said that to me and i was donkeys years ago so i think there's something around you know sometimes we don't take the best care of our students as we might um, and also of our colleagues, as we might, which is a, a real shame. 
Mm, I think that's that's one of the reasons that we one of the other offshoots of of mm. doing this day, you know, mm. our, our motivation was to address like the public image of mental health nursing. Mm. But as we talked talked about it, you know, when we started it, when we first had our, our discussions about it in, mm. in March 2018, mm. we were, you know, we were still facing a recruitment problem then. We were facing a beds problem. We were facing a lot of the issues that were, yeah. well, the, the issues we have now are the same. They're just bigger. Mm. And, you know, we weren't recruiting people into the field of mental health nursing. And so what we came up with was... Um, we needed to describe what the profession was. We needed to promote it, but also we really, really, really needed to celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Because as you say, those messages that were going out there were, don't work for the NHS, don't become a nurse, don't become this, you'll be burned out, it's horrible, it's really stressful. It's, um, it, it, you know, it, it, it's trench warfare, basically, yeah. uh, in there. It's, even with all of those challenges, it's an incredibly rewarding mm. and incredibly important, and I, I can't stress how important the role of mental health nurses is, mm. and not just in the wards, but I think probably in the community. I think where you're, where you've got those people who are working in people's homes, mm. um, autonomously working in a complete stranger's house, in crisis teams and in community teams. I, I can barely think of a more vital mm. position right mm. now mm. as everybody across the nation is struggling with their mental health. Mm. But those who are most marginalized, people with severe mental illness, who have been at the very bottom of the of this societal pecking order mm. for that long, have also been the ones who have been completely bypassed Mm. by investment in mental health services because all the money goes straight away to anxiety and depression yeah. for the for the quick fixes for the quick you know then sessions uh, all your money back yeah yeah mm. and uh <laughs> you know there you go this will fix your anxiety for good mm. the people who are really struggling are the ones who got the worst deal from mm. society they're the ones who got the worst deal when covid struck mm. as all of a sudden those home visits had to stop mm. Those personal interventions had to stop. That therapeutic relationship with your CPN mm. was completely ruined. It, mm. You know, all of that support mm. just ripped out from underneath them. Mm. Well, COVID's experienced anybody, a lot. Yeah, so. If there's anybody out there who is <laughs> just for a minute considering whether or not to be a mental health nurse, my goodness, we will have you in a heartbeat, yeah. provided you are the sort of person that will give a flying mm. one mm-hmm. about those people who have yeah. been so marginalised. Mm. absolutely uh, yeah and it's been a very strange thing hasn't it because covid has sort of shown up all these fault lines and mm -hmm. made really clear the impact of of our culture and society on individuals and one of the great things about mental health nursing is we're we're slightly outside that biomedical model Mm -hmm. even though we keep being dragged back into it there's a lot (laughs) of pushback chemical imbalance (laughs) (laughs) don't even get me started but there's something to be said about actually having some kind of commentary about kind of world that we live in as well and I think mental yeah. health nursing allows that and encourages it mm-hmm. but I think oh, absolutely yeah one um, of the other and, things go on yes yeah, sorry I, was, I just wanted to uh, pick up on on something that Laura had raised a moment mm. ago as well um about recruiting people into this mm. is that um one thing that we we can also do with shouting about is how vital somebody's lived experience is um in becoming a mental health nurse and I think 
what I've seen from you know uh, our work on the committees we've uh, with the RCN, we've been um, working with people at all levels of the profession in all different fields at all levels of training. Uh, you know, from from people who have have just started their first day at uni uh, doing mental health nursing to people who've who are like one day away from retirement and can't wait to leave. You know, we've met and and collaborated with the people across that and the the people who have struggled the most i would say are the ones who have come straight from school straight into uni and then straight onto your first uh inpatient job as a band five because yeah. you have or about four even when before yeah, or, or band four, yeah. yeah um and and that uh, happened. yeah <laughs> hey you're Hey, it's your first day as a qualified nurse. Here's the keys. <laughs> you're on your own. When you're dealing with people who have who have been through that mill of uh, you know poor housing, poor access to to funds, poor access to employment, um, and and a lifelong suffering, and you've and your experience is high school, uni. And then this, mm. you know, that's it's it's really hard to relate. And I'm not saying you're young and therefore you can't do it. What I'm saying is it's really difficult to get those anchor points. But where you've spent, you know, where you've had a life before you did this, mm. you can relate to a lot of things. You know, I've I have my own business and, and at mm. times that's that's not sort of apprentice level. <laughs> had my own business that was I want to do this thing for myself but how am I going to pay the bills how am I going to pay rent how am I going to make sure my phone doesn't get cut off and making that choice do I heat the place or do I eat tonight <laughs> you know because you have that hardship and then when I go out and I see somebody who's in that situation and they go you don't know how hard it is and I'm like yeah I've been there I get yeah. that I understand this let me help you because <laughs> I've been in that hole and I know some of the ways out, you know, and, and it gives you that credibility. But most of the people, when I when I did my training, most of the class were in their mid-20s or older. There was yeah. a, a guy that started his nurse training in his 50s. Yeah. And Definitely. what he brought to the table, you know, the, there is no point at which you go, you're too old to be a mental health nurse. No point at all. You yeah. bring your experience and your attitude and your values into this yeah. role. And if you're a good mental health nurse, you, those values and that experience mm. will enrich the lives of the people that you work with. Mm. I think what I find kind of worrying is not that there's no call for the work that we do. It's that there's loads of people with an interest in it who actively choose not to be mental health nurses. Mm. So graduate mental health workers, psychology assistants, you know, this we've never seen so much uptake in psychology courses, never had so many people you know, having dialogue, conversations, talking about their mental health, and that not really translating into bums on seats for us, which I think yeah. is partly to do with our image and, and the fact that people don't know we're here. Mm. But I guess one of the things we haven't had a chance perhaps to bring David on this as, as, a, as a perspective, because you've got quite a different perspective on this, Dave. Yeah, and no, I suppose I'm not a mental health nurse. I'm an adult nurse. Uh, and sort of went on to do uh, health visiting uh, at quite a young age. Uh, <laughs> and, and I suppose kind of that thing about, you know, having gone into a profession that's sort of majority female, 
Uh, obviously, if you look at the stats on mental health nursing of all the four fields of nursing, it's certainly the most male-dominated uh, nursing profession that there is, uh, whereas health visiting is as far away from that as you can get in terms of you know being a, a real kind of rare commodity uh, working in, in that field. Uh, and I suppose it, it's that kind of bit about how that impacts you as a nurse, but how do you kind of get through that? Uh, and I think the the thing kind of that Ed was maybe saying before about, you know, people coming into a profession with life experience, I think, you know, that absolutely can, you know, have a huge impact on professions. But actually getting younger people in as well, you know, they have a richness, you know, we wouldn't want to suggest that kind of a young person has had less kind of experience in life. Uh, you can meet, you know, plenty of older people that, you know, haven't kind of experienced as much as life as a, as a much younger person so you know it's it's, it's it's a real kind of diversity of person and I suppose that's one of the things that you would hope in any kind of recruitment campaign that happens around nursing that it tries to be inclusive as possible and and kind of you know get as many people from as, as many different places as possible I think one of the things I always found interesting as a male health visitor was the kind of the encouragement to have uh, stuff that helped men to be in that profession but the people that often said that I needed that was women and actually you know it didn't really bother me you know if I was surrounded by men or surrounded by women I just wanted to be, wanted to be surrounded by good colleagues who yeah. could support me you know both clinically and kind of you know emotionally uh, and help me develop in in the ways that I you know sort of was able to develop with with great support uh, and I kind of think back to the, you know, the female nurses that have hopefully made me to be a pretty decent nurse at the end of the day. And, you know, credit to them because they were working with, uh, you know, the material that they were working with. <laughs> I think one, one of the things that's difficult is I know there's a big report coming out tomorrow that answers some of the questions that we're talking about tonight. Uh, and I can't kind of talk about that because I've only seen it as an embargoed copy. Oh, but I would... Um, yeah. Will we, will we tweet it tomorrow? It'll be fine. Uh, we'll tweet it Nobody's tomorrow. listening anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, some of the things that we already know is that there has been an effect of COVID on the nursing workforce, both massive, ne massively negatively in terms of the huge demands that have been placed on nurses, the you know, unrelenting pressure over the last two years that has built on a profession that was already in a pretty poor place. But actually, for the people that aren't nurses, and, and I said this when, when COVID first hit in March 2020, you know, that was our year of of the nurse that that who, you know, the World Health Organization had kind of, you know, given us. Uh, for us to be able to demonstrate how amazing nursing was, not just in the UK, but internationally. And what was quite sad at that point was that we would show the world how important nurses was, not through conferences and, you know, nice pictures of us doing all the good stuff, but actually through having to deal with an unbelievably difficult global pandemic. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the public has seen that. Uh, and I always think to the, you know, every year in December, I always tweet out the results of the uh, the, the work that YouGov does to look at the, is it called the, the veracity of, you know, professions, looking at, mm -hmm. you know, how much people respect different professions. Uh, and I've got two jobs, you know, sort of part of the time a trade union official, part of the time a nurse. Uh, and I always come out topping my nursing. Uh, trade union official comes out a bit lower than that. Happily, always above politician. 
I'm <laughs> sure if you know what what we've seen over the last few weeks, politicians and certainly some of them need to come out even lower than they do uh, they, they did on on this on the, on last year's uh, study. But you know the public really do recognise how amazing nurses are, and you know one of the benefits of that that we've seen over the last couple of years is more people are applying to be nurses. And obviously what we need is to well resource not only the academic sector, Nikki, uh, to make sure that you can support these new nurses in really, really well, but also to support the the uh, the professional, you know, workforce so they can support them professionally, you know, day in, day out. And I suppose that, again, is one of the benefits of doing things like uh, mental health nurse day, isn't it? where yeah. you can actually bring those sort of different arms of the mental health nurse world together to talk about some of the things that need to happen, some of the support that can happen, and hopefully to make mental health nurses feel, you know, 1%, 2% better that day uh, and, you know, kind of give them something to, to kind of be proud of. And and I know, Nikki, you did that yearly at Middlesex when we could do face-to-face conferences where you, you know, you called your conference uh, mental health nurse proud. Uh, That's be different, think, yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's yeah. it's really important to do that, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, lots of thoughts for me. I, I think I was I was quiet for a long time, and then I've just said quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> to say though, we, we have had a few comments in, you know, ignoring the mm. audience out there. Mm. So just let me get my right screens. Uh, we had. Uh, Victorious Victory Vuowo, uh, she says hello, or he says, yes, a, a female hello. Uh, and then Espen Garda Roland has said, hello from Norway. We plan to arrange hey. Mental Health Nurse Day in Norway for the first time this year. So I don't, yes. know if I, I don't know if their plan is to do it on the same day as uh, the, oh, the go on. Just, just kind of one. the logo. It's up on the well, website, uh, mhnursesday.co.uk. Just download it, stick it on everything. We're not yeah. precious about this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And, and then Christina Livgaard, also from Norway, is saying that Norway is listening. I, th- I think that's in a supportive way, not in kind of like a threatening way. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, I think Norway's uh, listening, not judging. That's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, be good. Yeah. Uh, and from oh, I've not actually had a chance to check the Twitter as well. So while I do that, Nikki, you you carry on chatting. I actually have a little message here from, from one of my lovely colleagues that says, um, you still haven't said how we can join in yet. So <laughs> no, I, I was gonna do that at the end. So I'll, I'll like, summarize. Repeat it again, it'll be fine. Yeah, um, yeah. so it's on uh, Monday, the 21st of February. It's the 21st of February every single year. Um, the best way to join in, uh, it, it is a, for us, it's a social media campaign. It's something that we run um, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And at some point, we're probably going to have to wise up and get a TikTok account, but I'm just not... <laughs> Yeah, have to recruit a Gen Z. Uh, We're going to have to recruit somebody that can make 30 second videos that that are interesting. Um, (laughs) Do you know what? Just use the hashtag uh, MH Nurses Day. Um, Please make sure it's MH Nurses Day, because for the last three years, I've had multiple screens open following MH Nurses Day, Mental Health Nurses Day, MH Nurses Day 2020, 
MH, uh, yeah, uh, uh, every single variation Fish. that you can think of. It's exhausting. Please stop doing that. <laughs> Let's just stick to the one. Uh, so it's hashtag uh, MH Nurses Day. Um, whatever that's on, we'll share it. The really, really important thing to do is not expect us to put the stuff on uh, that you can then consume. It's every year. Uh, trusts and employers across the country are putting on coffee mornings they're marking the celebration they're having chief executives of the trust making speeches and sharing messages with all of the mental health nurses in uh, in in that trust every nurse that they employ just saying this is the role that mental health nurses do we've got cpns we've got band fives six sevens um tweeting pictures throughout the day saying, this is what we're doing today. This is how we make a difference. Keep sharing all of that stuff because mm. that's mm. how we get the, the message out to the, to the wider audience. Mm. Last year, um, we were trending in the top three most spoken about items in the UK for the entire day. Um, the year before we were in the top four, the year before we were in the top five. So every year we're getting closer to being the most uh, <laughs> the most no, popular what? trending item. Yeah, I, I figure next year we should be we should be top two this year. We should be number one uh, all day in 2023. Mm -hmm. We were getting endorsements from uh, celebrities, uh, mm -hmm. from TV, um, film journalists, uh, activists, all kinds of people that have, have just been using hashtag MH Nurses Day, I'll just keep saying that, um, <laughs> to share what their experience was. Ricky Gervais put out a tweet in support of mm -hmm. mental health nurses last year. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness, millions of people get yeah. reached in that way. And, yeah. and that that's how we that's how we inform people what, what it is that we do. So mm -hmm. work locally, celebrate what you do with your colleagues, with your trust, mm -hmm. with people that you work with, with your families, yeah. and then share about it on on social media we will mm. do everything we can to spread those messages far and wide and get it going in norway join us on the 21st get it going in the usa everywhere very welcome brilliant, brilliant. so we've come to the end now that's absolutely whizzed by so i'll come to, to laura and then um give you an opportunity yet as well in case anyone wants to say anything just to to finish um, and you don't have to, it's not the law, don't worry. But um, <laughs> did you want to say anything? No pressure, no, just to make it good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, you know, thank Norway you is for, listening. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, Norway. I, um, yeah, just thank you for, for, for having us. And, you know, any opportunity to speak about this is, is, uh, is, is a good one. And we always take it. Um, I just think, yeah, if, if anybody's got any any ideas for generating the next workforce, that's that's in my heart at the moment. Um, uh, well, I think one thing that Ed might, might have just mentioned then um, is a couple of people did little videos of, of what why they what they did or why they liked mm. doing what they do uh, for Mental Health Nurses Day. That's fabulous promotion. So, so that would be good if you could see your your little faces on on social media. That would be great. Well, you know, if people that um, are not are not um, it's got time to come on, on socials for whatever reason. Cake, you know, we all love cake, don't we? So if you're if you're on a board, bring some cupcakes in, tell your tell your boss that you there it's mental health this day. Remind your trusts, you know, um send an email to comms and say, Did you know it's mental health this day? Get the chief exec to send an email out um to to, to everyone and, and include it. Because uh, it makes all the difference, mm -hmm. um, and it's all it's you know good publicity for for the 
for our profession um, and we need to celebrate it. Absolutely. We need to create the kind of images that actually make people want to be mental health nurses. If you Google nurse now, not only will you get some pretty odd stuff back, but none <laughs> of it, none of it will look like the people you work with. Yeah. Never. So Ed, is there anything you wanted to say? Uh, well, first of all, nothing quite looks like the people that I work with. Uh, because <laughs> I work if with that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I just want to reiterate, everybody, join in. You know, as as I say, Mental Health Nurses Day is a day to celebrate, to describe, and to promote the profession of mental health nursing. Use every format you can, and use the hashtag MH Nurses Day to just get that message out there. Mm. Absolutely. Have a cup hey. of tea. Celebrate with your colleagues. You know. Uh, yeah. Hey. Tweet, tweet about what you're doing in the morning. Oh, also, uh, we're hosting a Twitter chat from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock on the 21st. That's Monday, the 21st of February. Uh, again, follow MH Nurses Day. We're at MH Nurses Day on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And soon, when they found a young person, TikTok. <laughs> I, I don't know. What what would we do with TikTok? Do we have to do some sort of dance? Please a challenge? dance. Please a dance. You have to, like, mime, I think, or something. So good. Over to you. <laughs> Dave, is, there anything, to Dave, is there anything you wanted to, to add or to, to share? No, not from tonight. As always, it's been great to be involved in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, good luck to you both, you know, with uh, getting uh, MH Nurses Day to be a, a great success this year. Uh, and, and like I say, keep an eye out tomorrow for the... You know, there's there's a new report out that should be of interest to people. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> I particularly love the conspiratorial wink there at the end, Dave. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> not a secret. I know that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Lovely to see you again. And um, we'll be seeing Lovely you again you. next week. Thanks, next week's thanks, topic. Dave. Dave? Yeah, next week we are going to be talking about body-worn cameras. So we've got... Uh, Alan Simpson making an appearance and he's bringing along some colleagues that have both been involved in uh, bringing, you know, to, uh, using body-worn cameras and then also people that have been on the other side of the lens uh, and have been recorded. So uh, hopefully that should be a, a really good episode. And it's certainly something that I've wanted to have a conversation about, uh, you know, from from uh, MHTV wise for a while. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. So, kicking off here next week, same time, same place. (laughs) Take care, guys. Love to see you. Night-night. Night-night.